Welcome to the Man Up, Man Down podcast, presented by Volker Baluda and David Pawsey. We discuss the pressures and challenges faced by men approaching middle age that we're often too embarrassed to speak about with our friends. You can find us online at www.manupdown.com. Enjoy the show and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. So as promised, here's the second part of our live episode recorded in front of a live audience. That is a live episode. Exactly. Indeed. <laughs> Filmed in front of a live audience rather than a dead one. <laughs> we, we, we need to come up with a better, better word for it next year. We won't go on for too long, but enjoy this part. Have a great Christmas and see you all next year. Mind if I ask you a question? Uh, what's, sure. the, what, what's the biggest problem that, that men of sort of this cohort come to your organisation with, and, and 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 what sort of surprises you about the things that men that men come to to you and your organisation? Well, with? there's quite a lot uh, looking for couples counselling because that midlife is a crunch time. I'd say for men and women, that would be one thing, and I suppose depression would be oh, okay. would be. Certainly, it seems everybody talks a lot about anxiety, but I think anxiety is is seems to be more among young people, and I think depression is is more, or certainly with people coming um, to well doing, is is about um, depression, and also actually loneliness. You mentioned loneliness at the beginning, and I think that it's a it's a hard thing because you you. You can think that you have friends and everything, but it's quite, it's not that many people that one really connects with in the same way. And often your parents, you know, may no, no longer be alive or maybe not well enough for you to really be able to engage with them in the way that you might have when they were younger. All quite tricky, difficult things to, to deal with, but. I concur on that yeah. part. Yeah. The most common thing by far is isolation. Yeah. And I think, going back to your point, I, think, I don't think it's a tech thing. I think that was going. I think it's a post-lockdown thing, actually. I think that blokes were... I think men, because, and I would argue it's biological, but anyway, it's a different conversation, are struggle more to open up. By default, they are more insular. I don't believe anybody in this room had an experience with any mate between 10 and 20 where they were really deeply vulnerable regularly. You might have had a one-off because somebody did pass away or something, but I don't think there's a commonality. And therefore, everybody that then reached lockdown and was isolated in some way, all of your core relationships were based on be chirpy, be fun, maybe be manly, be boy, whatever. But it wasn't, fuck, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here. Mm. And God forbid anybody would go, I feel a bit on my own. But that, that's the thing, if I, if I had a phrase I hear most regularly, it's, and often it's with a bit of coaxing to try and help them articulate something they can't, but just feel isolated. Um, and I, I believe that's the pandemic we now have, mm-hmm. because I think that's there's a lag from the lockdown about things. So you think it started with that, that really well, uh, 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 sort of took it, the 
the earth away from under their feet. It was already there with postmodern life, going by a new pair of trainers, going to be something else that will make you feel better. I know it won't make you feel better for 20 minutes. And also, as soon as you've got these, you don't need to be in the room with people, really. You can. I mean, I've decided if you probably have counter arguments. I think there's just a new addiction. We've had addictions for 70 years. I mean, you know, most of my mates were addicted to coke, weed, drink, or porn. But they're the way ago. that you can connect with people without the old actually being there, yeah, chatting. But, you know. Yeah, but without them, we wouldn't have had WhatsApp groups. And I yeah, no, that, that, WhatsApp no, groups. that the WhatsApp group is the greatest uh, well, take, sort WhatsApp of tech are, thing take in a way. WhatsApp groups away from lockdown. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure there'd be significant yeah. mm-hmm. So for me, it's isolation is the mm-hmm. challenge. And mm-hmm. and your point, I mean, we've got a group. That's part of the we did it. I like that. That mm-hmm. seems to be the best medicine there is either. I've worked with people one to one fairly intensively in a you know in an integrated therapeutic manner and mm. I've got lots of tricks in a book other than just a relationship. Mm. And I've seen people come back from very deep isolated loneliness <coughs> in three group sessions with eight blokes that they don't know. And I really? can't even tell you what the algorithm for that is, I don't get it <laughs> other than I think it's because, to the point you said earlier, they can't tell their mates because the programming they have with their mates is, there's no way I'm gonna say, I feel shit, because they will get guilt tripped, gaslit, ashamed, mocked, or something, all in the nature of, this is how men are. Even just when it's one-on-one, they're, when they're just- no, Not one-on-one, no. but I'm saying- okay, In a group. But then if they come to a group and they don't know anybody, and that is, seems to be the magic kind of thing, it's just like, well, like, and not least, certainly what we found is, the minute they come on more than one occasion, they've already heard somebody else do that. Yeah. And then it's like, and it's this, I mean, there's a yeah. technical term which they call universality, but it's something like, in Albert languages, oh, I'm not the only one. And the power of that is, I mean, I've genuinely been knocked over by it. Yeah. I've seen people, which I mean, I've, I've pulled people out of the car park, we've run it in my house, and they've been shaking with anxiety to come in. And they come twice, sit down, have a chat with eight blokes, seven of which they've never met, they've had one conversation with me, and they might not come back and then they go, oh yeah, I'm back on form and I'm doing this. And I go, what? <laughs> what? That, surely you've got to go through some deeply existential therapeutic, you know, and I'm not saying there aren't other things, I'm sure you've seen the same with that. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes you just go, that's all I needed. It's just, it's knowing they're not alone as well. You know, I, I joke, like, it's the thing I say is like, I meet people and I was at a networking thing the other day and I wasn't talking about my work. I was ended up talking about this. We talked about beer and this. And I was like, I said to him, I know you're not going to come for ages. I won't see this guy for ages. Cause I said, you won't put yourself first. No one ever comes the first time they see dad as old. They're like, oh, the wife's doing something. Oh, the kids or, you know, and it's going, you, cause you don't think it's important. You don't think it's important. And like, I joked to this guy, I'll see you in three months. You know, I said, I'll see you in three months. Cause that's when you'll come. And then like, but some of the, they come and like I was, was saying before, where the young lad come, you know, he's young lad, he got, you know, a young daughter and his boss had basically made him come. It's like it was in this, we hold them in Freedom Works in, in Worthing and they've got an office in there. And it was just like, oh. by the end of it, he's like, right, how do I get involved? How can I do more? Right, do you need stuff? I've got this business, I can help. Because it's like, and you know, I remember my first one, I just remember walking away, smiling, beaming, like just inside and going, why was that so good? I just met some blokes in the pub and just chatted. I had a couple of pints, it was great. I think there's almost like, on both sides of the coin, you know, there's like, well, anthropo- anthropological reasons that, you know, essentially we are still cavemen, you know, we've got <laughs> smartphones and stuff, but, 
were scared of being isolated from the tribe from, you know, by showing a weakness. But then, you know, I think it's it sort of, and I think, I mean, like I talk about fat football on the podcast a lot, and, you know, and that's sort of something that I've found that has been, like, massive for me. And, you know, and it's not, like, part of it is the exercise, but it's, you know, the tribal thing. And, you know, and it is physical and... You know, I guess it's sort of coming back to, you know, the, the discussion. It, it, I guess it makes me feel like a man. It's it communal is. as well, isn't yeah. it? It's, a, it's yeah. a, a group activity. Coming back to your point earlier, Nathan, about confusion. Do you think the generation of men that are confused are growing up from a generation that told us to be manly, right? To, to be the breadwinner, etc., etc., and trying to find a new way. And, you know, as, as we try to open up, may, maybe try to open up, I don't know, I don't have the time, I haven't done the research, right? Then there was this thing called COVID in the middle, right? And once of a sudden, shit, we, we either have to open up or we're going to be fucked, right? We need to survive somehow. And now we, we created a new problem, that we have to open up, but we still have the old rules, and which ones do we follow? Are people, are we more confused than, than older generation? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know, I guess I do people I don't think so I think I think life's inherently confusing it's always changing I think like, I think the 70s was unbelievably confusing when I grew up I think the 80s was confusing I think the 90s was, yeah. you could argue whether or not it's more confusing I think as a moment I yeah. don't think I'll live through anything as confusing as the first year of lockdown mm-hmm. I'm not yeah, sure yeah. it's a whole moment and that includes by the way with everything that's going on at the moment but yeah. that I mean was genuinely like you know, but, 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 but the other thing I'd say is there's a lag the other thing is mm. coming back to us being fooled. Now, I would argue this to some degree, maybe, but I agree with your point, women talk about things so they can reason it out. I think there's something, there's a, there's a book I read recently, and he had this line about you've been fooled, which I can't get out of my head, but it's something like you've been fooled into buying that difficult, it's something like difficult things are easy. You know, they're not easy, nothing's easy, you know. I mean, I don't know, coming here at night is not particularly easy, sitting there having this sort of conversation, it's not easy. I'm kind of, you know, enjoy it, I can engage it, it's difficult, right? Everything's, so I, I think we are confused. That's your point about girls and men and how women are treating men and men are treating women. It's definitely confusing, but I, don't, I, I suppose the only bit I count is I don't think it's new. I think mm-hmm. life is inherently confusing, and in my experience, if you don't stop to actually try and work it out, it doesn't get less confusing. I think that's a challenge with some of the information with, that we're pr- provided with every day. There's too much, <clears throat> I guess, and, and some of the older generation. If you thought you were a little bit confused, you might read a journal, you might read a magazine, mm-hmm. and before you know it, you'll forget about it. And actually, do you know, I'm not that confused. Oh, God, go and go and get the, go, go, go and get the kids or something like that. Whereas now we get sort of almost drawn into this. Right, well, I need to find out, am I confused? All right, I'm confused. Oh, I'm I'm not only confused about what my role is. God, mate, am I gay? Fuck, I might be gay. Oh, shit, am I white or am I partly white? Am I black and white and gay? Oh, fuck, I'm black, white, gay. And like, fuck, I'm not earning enough money. Shit, I'm not earning enough money. I'm black, white, I'm gay. Oh, God, I haven't even turned the bloody food on. The kids are home in a minute. And, and you're just provided with so much, to answer your point, Volker, yeah. right, the confusion is we're forced to be, almost forced to be confused, yeah. forced to be something, and it, it, it's madness, and we're, we, we, our desire of speed, and like we talk about how the world yeah. is speeded up, 
that has created a lot more, in my opinion, this confusion and this requirement. Yeah, well, it's the attention economy, isn't it? It's it's yeah. it, mm. it, people are making a lot of money out of our confusion. Yeah, when you say you're yeah. forced, just don't yeah. yeah. When you say being forced, who's forcing you? What is the? It's a how would you describe what it is that's forcing you? I'm not sort of talking about me in particular. I'm okay. looking around me as individuals. Okay, what do you think is forcing Well, them? the, the <laughs> perception of what good, bad, right, wrong, Fun. male, female, confused, gotcha. not confused. It's too much information, from, too quickly. I hear, I hear, from where? Where's the perception coming from? Everywhere. Everywhere. Too, too often. Is it social media? Is it formal? If you're missing out? Well, we've always had, I think, well, maybe it's, for, no, but I, I don't think know, like, it's more omnipresent, though, right? I mean, there, there are statistics, and, and I keep forgetting which one it is, but since the invention of the iPhone, suicide rates have gone up. That's not it's the speed of the information that we, we can, it's yeah. the speed, it's not necessarily, the information yeah. is no, I think you made a great point um, earlier on that being a, a boy or a girl hasn't changed so much in society, but mm. the speed at which we then com, com, like compute the information around us has allowed mm. us to... So you're saying that's culture, right? That's society in general, you mean? Yes. Right. Yeah, it was sped up too quickly. Mm. How we receive that information is irrelevant, whether it's via paper, via uh, an Instagram, or a, we're just able to receive yeah. that. And how we compute that is where the anxiety piece comes in. Of I'm just fucking confused. I'm, I'm, what is it? What am I? I mean, I think, yeah, it's just that con constant bombardment of, well, it's almost like you learn the latest process, yeah. or whether it, that's business or. But it's you know, change. It's the change the next, all the time. But literally the next day, know? there's a new bit yeah, of information it, that's right. around that's the same thing. That's what's so sort of discombobulating because you feel like. Oh, I've just learned that, and now I've got to learn that, you know. But that is a problem in our society, that everything that we're talking about is consumption of stuff from the outside in. And we haven't discussed at all the important mm. element that I'm trying with my kids to cultivate, and I'm trying with me, because in the end, I, I understand the, the influence that there is, but I would like to take responsibility for my life. Mm. I choose. To be on social media mm. I choose to be distracted I can choose to disconnect from everything to spend some time in nature on my own I can tell my kids we're turning off your phone at a certain time and there is not enough of that in our society mm. and that's the problem because all the problems that we're mentioning are problems of lack of self-awareness we're not encouraged enough to start to develop our self-awareness and to start to claim responsibility for everything that we do. And I think this is brutally important because yes, it is very, very noisy, but it is my choice to consume that. Mm -hmm. And I don't see enough of us taking responsibility for our choices because there is massive inner wisdom in us, things that we are being pulled out the simple example, if we're sitting in a, I always like to use that when I talk to people about these things. If we're sitting in a restaurant or wherever in the street, and we're going to decide what we're looking at someone who has their back to us, can't see us. Isn't it true that after a few seconds, maybe a minute, that person will kind of be like, whoa, what's going on? He would notice that we're looking at him or at her. What's that? We are animals. 
We are animals that have a lot of inner wisdom in us, yet we're constantly going out, God, to find information, to find information. So the way I see the importance, everything that we're talking about men and women, what I discovered in my work, and I do a lot of work with men, that's how I see it. There are masculine traits and feminine traits. I'm not talking about men and women, we all have both. Masculine traits being clear, being directive, taking a direction, strategy, and so on. Feminine traits being kind, being compassionate, being self-aware, whatever. We all have those traits, and in that scale, on that scale, each one of us has our comfort zone somewhere. There is the Donald Trump, who is extremely masculine, or the Tate, and there are men who are completely on the other side, very feminine. And there are costs and benefits in both sides. What I believe our responsibilities as human beings is to learn how to move on that scale freely as and when needed. Because I sometimes, for example, with my kids need to be very firm and tell them like no fucking way. And sometimes I need to remove all that and be as loving, as compassionate, as soft as possible. And it's a skill that whether I have boobs or a penis, I can learn. But how many of us spend enough time to do this work? I believe that the more of us do this work of learning this, the world will be a better place. And we will be able to align and solve a lot of the problems we're talking about. That's my take on that. Very good yeah, point. Yeah. I love that. Man Up Man Down is sponsored by Well Doing. As someone who has seen a counsellor for a number of years, I think their approach is great. They want you to find the mental health professional who is right for you. You can filter your search to highlight therapists with expertise where you need it, or you can pay to use their personalised matching service. The people who run Welldoing are experts in mental well-being, and they also have loads of posts and interviews to keep your mental health in good shape. Take a look at welldoing.org. Hello listeners, it's Volker here. As you know, I coach middle-aged men through their life transition. And I have a special Christmas offer for you. My package is four times 45 minutes video or audio contact time per month, unlimited email and WhatsApp support, and I work on a three months engagement. I normally sell that for £1,000 per month, so that makes a total of £3,000 for three months. However, if you sign up before the end of the year, you get the three months package for £2,000. That's a 33% savings. Just reach out to me under my email, Volker, so that's V-O-L-K-E-R, at opnate.us. That's O-B-N-A-T dot U-S. That's my new brand, which I will launch next year. I have five packages available, so hurry and let me know before the year is out. Thank you very much and have a Merry Christmas. I mean, that raises some other interesting questions. I mean, well, I'm going to go off on a slight tangent, but um, sort of, well, you know, so yeah, are we all responsible for our own mental health? I mean, we've sort of talked about, you know, going to therapists, uh, paying for that. We've talked about the NHS in a slightly different context, but, you know, it feels like that there's not enough support um, I know we've got a lot of business owners here, and you know I know that well with Infigo they um, support printing charity, <laughs> uh, which has like a mental health helpline and stuff. I mean, 
you know, where, where does the responsibility lie? Is it down to us as individuals? Is it, you know, the government to provide more support? Or is it the private sector, employees? I think it is us, ourselves and your, and your sense of self. I mean, I've, I've suffered with mental health challenges over the years and had various sticking classes, but the work that I'm doing now is very much about who you are, what's important to you, what's your purpose, and just confidence in, in yourself. And that transcends everything else about all the problems you face and how you deal with them and how you, re how you respond to those pressures. The pressures are all around us the same for everyone, to be honest. It's how you react to them. Well, and that, I think that hits the nail on the head, is that we all react very differently to very it's, different pressures. It's how we're taught to react to them or how we're expected to react to them, and it's rather than what's best for you in that situation. It's for your point about looking after number one. I, 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 Put I your own oxygen mask on first. Yeah, I'll throw a little, I'll throw a little one in to answer your question. I think everybody, I think every adult, adult's entirely responsible for their emotional mental health. I think kids up to somewhere between 16 and 18, and we can argue about it, sliding scale, 80% from five onwards, you know, 20% uh, from five onwards, broken up, but they need parents around to help them support it. To your point, I think it was brilliant, I think it's great. A lot of scenarios just don't allow for that. Mm. And I'm not making that right or wrong, but I also haven't lived in a war zone. Everybody here comes from a generation that did somewhere. Everybody here, either parents or grandparents or something like that have been and those scenarios I think are a lot of really again what I think we're, we're, we're playing out of now you know why, why did my dad have no supportive capacity for me and my brother when we grew up well his dad didn't come back from the war mm. a very shaped like shot from the start, yeah. well I mean you say you're fucking the start you're in a very very difficult situation and then mm. then you need resources and you know obviously we're all products of that around here right they try and pick that up but the, the point about taking responsibility, I think, is great. I just think it's very, very well. I listen, you know, I couldn't take responsibility for how I felt from eight years to eight to sixteen. Uh, yeah, just to share, you know, I suffered I from depression many years, and I could not see. Mm -hmm. But by doing this work, and I chose to do the work, mm -hmm. I learned that my depression, and I'm not talking general about depression, my depression for many years, which was manifested through being fucked emotionally, but I was also physically, I would get stuck with my neck, I wouldn't be able to move for two, three days, and so on. I learned that that depression was a choice, in my case. Mm. And learning this, and learning how to, through body, mind, spirit, breath work, la la la, I learned like, oh, so I, I can change that. One thing that I heard in a book that I really liked, um, because I think that can be inspiring, even for people that are in the darkness, which I know very well, is I might not be part of the problem, but I am part of the solution. Mm. And that's really, really, really good to remember. When I heard that, I was like, hmm, yeah. So hopefully that can encourage someone who feels that he's, he or she, and we're talking about men here, and the dark side at the moment. David, I think you, you yeah. had a point on who's in, who, who is in control and who's responsible. I think uh, uh, my young friend over here on the left, I think he's, everybody's responsible. But I think there's, there's a flow of information that's gone in some ways too far in my opinion and there needs to be like we've gone from like censorship to whatever and <clears throat> how can i control what my we've got young kids that that, that that go to school together and stuff like what they're 10 years old and, but they hear things that maybe a 10 year old 10 years ago wouldn't have heard and yeah. stuff like that and we talk about cyber bullying and 
I'm part of a, a, a CEO club in the States and, and one of the guy champions there that it's okay that the guy who's going to jump on your podcast or jump on your social media and be so rude and disrespectful and whatever. And I think without like the freedom of information and speech is maybe in some ways out of control. And there needs to be some sort of control with some of that because and that goes back to maybe government or whatever or whoever is controlling the flow of information is that there's a, we're not in a society of freedom of everything because then we collapse and I think we're heading that way. And I think who is in control and who is taking charge of who we are as a society, whether it be government globally or whatever it is, um, because we used to be we used to be afraid when one or two people died, yet there's stuff going on every day that there's hundreds and thousands of people being impacted. And I think we need to look back at the control needs to go back we allow a paper to discredit people. We allow a person to go on social media and shame somebody because they might, they might look or feel. And I think going to that point, it's, it's that control. Where do, who owns that control? Mm. And where are we responsible of either letting our children, letting my wife, if somebody walked up to my street, and, in the street and said to my wife, you're a little bit fat. A few people that know me will probably tell you the outcome. I'll shake their hand and say, you spotted that as well. Um, no. She's not fat, you're but, but it just wouldn't happen where that is completely allowed to go online, yeah. go onto my wife's um, Instagram page and say, your wife is fat. And if I went to that, find that guy the next day to do what I would do to him in the street, I would be thrown under a bus. And I think this freedom of everything is it needs to be a little bit more in control uh, it, it's interesting you were just saying that you know who's going to create this control and you know is it government i think what i'm saying is there's a lot of breakdown at the top of the government that arguably i mean you look at trump in the states he's not shy of standing in you know in front of Twenty thousand people, and you know, shaming a journalist or disabled individual, which he's done time and time again. You know, if it's coming from the top, it's all right for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, and so, so, regardless. Yeah, and I'm um, on both sides of the political spectrum, and they will take take that. They will see that that it's fine because you know they're doing it at the top, and I think we've got an element of that certainly in the UK as well. You know, with with all the issues with. You know the, the the Rwanda and the boats coming over, and they're 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 causing all the problems. You know, and again, that just filters down, and you see all the hassle, all the troubles that you're getting in the streets now. And that must be for, you know, I think coming back to to your point there, which was, you know, it's it's in you to, you know, it, the responsibility sits with you, you know, and by finding that, you know, sorting it yourself, sorting it out yourself. But I think the problem is there's so many, and certainly for at a younger generation that are coming through there, that perhaps they don't have the structure, they don't, they're, they're not helped and taught and, and, and encouraged to, to find a solution in themselves. Mm -hmm. it, because, you know, a lot of, a, a lot of arguably, a, a lot of the structure that was out there is no longer out there because of funding, what have you. But also because, you know, there are so many challenges in, in everyday life to do with the information you know there's information coming at your left right and center what do we do what do you know the speed of all of that it's just a real it's a it's a real challenge it's a real challenge and it's one of the things i mean we're talking about ourselves because we are gentlemen of a certain age in this room mm -hmm. one of the things that i'm really worried about is 
you know, I, I look around my company, I look around other companies, you know, a lot of these businesses now are, are, are looking at sort of two or three days in, in the office a week. You know, if, you, if you're looking at sort of structured office work, when I was sort of thrown into that at the age of 21 and I was starting to work in advertising, you, you've got five days with a bunch of people, you're going out every night, you're going to lunch, you're creating a situation where you're building rapport, you're learning from other people. You have that support group to an extent, you know, you'd never open up, but you have people there around you. You know, see a lot of these kids, in their 20s are getting into work now and they might only be in that environment for one or two days a week you know they've come down from you know wherever from Leeds they're working in London you know they're not building those support groups that friendship base and I think that's a bit of a ticking time bomb you know genuinely you know in the next five five ten years it's already playing out you can see that playing out in the mental health stats that's, that's why I say the pandemic is isolation because it's been normalised mm. over back a lockdown. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, see, the, the, the you know... And it's it's the, unprecedented evolutionarily, isn't it? There is, no, there is no part of our species at any point in evolution that spend that much time on their own. Yeah, the, the, and, and they've not got that support. And by the way, I would imagine that involves quite a lot about, you know, we're talking about, we're going about these youngsters, but I think I don't see a different problem in whatever age group. I mean, we get... 25 to 65 come to our group and that's pretty universal yeah. most people i mean there's the odd one you know i've got a mate at Panabee, who I still does the same gig in the same environment the same group of people i can't even think of somebody else off the top of my head that does exactly the same five mm. days a week most of them do i mean i'm not i think two or three days a week is way better than none the problem yeah. i'm not sure that's as problem. the problem is the people that have just normalized four and five days a week because it's easier or less yeah. Stressful. Yeah. Again, it comes back to it's always less stressful. I'm more happy, and you go, no, no, you're 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 a system that needs stress. You need to, you need good stress, but now you're not getting any, and now yeah. you get anxious about the one night of the fortnight that someone's going out. Oh, yeah, well, it it does make you feel <laughs> nervous about yeah, yeah. things that you used to feel fine about. You know, yeah. everybody says that. But that's, that, uh, I've seen that with my mum particularly. Mm-hmm. Like mum since lockdown, my mum has not recovered from lockdown. Mm-hmm. I know we're talking about males, but I think we're creating that that self-perpetuating. And uh, we run a business, uh, I don't know what we've got, 60, 50, 60 yeah. people. Um, we're all around the globe. We don't care where people are, but we. I'm a, I'm a guy that needs that human connection. I, 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 I literally, and if I haven't got that, then what happens when we lose that, the, the next piece, which I think you've mentioned a few times about the people that are coming into your environment, mm. what happens when they, they, they've lost their understanding of how to communicate? Mm. And that's happening a lot. Well, um, I mean, I've, but I know teachers, I've got a friend in HR, and, and you know, he, they've both said that, well, A, there's a certain year group at school that are pretty wild. Um, proud to say my daughter's in that year but we were sort of going round secondary schools for my son and but all the teachers are saying the same thing that you know there is a, a cohort that you know has been massively affected by lockdown as I say my friend in HR he sort of mentioned that you know they're interviewing people and of a certain age they're just really lacking the communication skills purely because of lockdown feels like we're starting to get into the good stuff but this has been very much an experiment for us you know there's been some great interaction in an ideal world we would have had 
microphones going round so everyone could be clearly heard. But I mean, you know, I just want to reiterate again, you know, the fact that, you know, you've all taken time out of your lives to come and support us and, you know, talk about things, as we say, that, you know, that are obviously an issue for, you know, us men of this age. So thank you very much, everyone. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Feel free to reach out to Folker or David via our website, www.manupdown.com or podcast at manupdown.com with any feedback or to let us know what topics you'd like us to cover in the future. Hear you again soon.